This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Talenti. Matthew, did you know that when Talenti makes gelato and sorbetto, they kind of tend to get a little overzealous? I have noticed that. Yeah. I mean, did they really need to use so many raspberries in their Roman raspberry sorbetto that the machine apparently broke? I hope they fixed it because otherwise our listeners won't be able to get that sorbetto. But I'm sure they fixed it by now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you also hear that they invented giant mint steepers? What is that? Is that like a giant, like a T-ball? or something. Oh, oh, they just put a bunch of mint leaves <laughs> in a gigantic tea bag, like a hefty bag-sized tea bag. I'm thinking it's even bigger than that. I'm thinking it's like, I know that I've referenced the giant jam sandwich yes. on the show before, <laughs> but I think that they had to build an entire warehouse to house this this giant mint steeper to make their Mediterranean mint do you so still, minty. Do you still have that mixer called Sir Mix-a-Lot? Yeah. I think their mint steeper is called Sir Mint-a-Lot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, listeners, you be the judge of whether or not they had to go to these lengths to make great sorbetto and gelato. And go get some sorbetto and gelato from your grocer's freezer case. Talenti, the delicious, is in the details. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about crisps and crumbles. Woohoo! Matthew's got the, actually, the, the headphone cable across his plate. So actually, that's what you're going to be eating today. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to twirl it up like a piece of spaghetti, <laughs> like so a piece cute. of black spaghetti. Then can we la- lady like and tramp it? Oh, yeah, we can lady it, we can tramp it, we can do whatever we want. No one's no one's watching. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, so, um, wow, this, I feel like we, we may be opening a big can of yes. worms slash sp- spaghetti. A, a can of, of a, cables. A, a can of cables uh, with this episode because there are so many things that resemble crumbles and crisps. I mean, there, there's like slumps, buckles, grunts, pandowdies, cobblers. Brown betties. Okay, but uh, so let's do a separate cobbler episode. Let's I think... do a separate episode for every single one let's of these do things. It. Let's do a, com- a oh my full, god, let's do let's it. Let's do a slump episode. And can we do a grunt episode and a brown Betty episode and a pan dowdy episode? Yes. Let's say we're going to do this, and then episode? we will forget about it as soon as we finish this episode. Anyway, so I think we can pretty well establish that a cobbler 
has a biscuit top. Yes. Which is very different from a crisp or a crumble. Today we're focusing on crisps and crumbles. Yep. In case you've forgotten already. So let's try to, hold on, let's try to, wait, should we go down memory lane or should we define, should, should we define this first? Um... Let's. Oh boy, God, I don't know. Tr- this, this is tr- tough. This is this is this is tr- is that like a cross between trouble and tough? It's tough, tough and rough. <laughs> okay, this okay, is okay, there tough. we go. Um, let's go down memory lane, and maybe by going down memory lane, we will learn a little bit about what is a crumble and what isn't a crumble and a crisp. I think and, that this is going to work. I think, I think this is going to so work. Too. I'm Can very, I go first? Yes, please. Okay. So when I was a kid. The the main dessert in this category that I remember is my mom's apple crisp. Yep. I put the recipe for it in the book Delancey. It is... It's got a topping that has like brown sugar, walnuts, flour, butter. I can't remember whether it has oats. I don't think it does have oats. And... um, But it does have nuts. It does have nuts. Yeah, you you season the fruit with a little bit of cinnamon, uh, some sugar, some lemon juice. Maybe it doesn't have cinnamon. <laughs> I'm really an authority on this recipe. Okay, should we anyway, get your mom on the phone? Could we do that? <laughs> I wish we could. Uh huh. Anyway, and then you bake it, and basically the crumbling, cu- the crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the crumbling! <laughs> I am full of new. I, I think that was I, a Stephen having, King book. I, <laughs> the crumbling. <laughs> Anyway, the topping <laughs> full of like weird portmanteaus. Well, the, the crumble this topping. The cropping. The crop top. <laughs> the crop top. <laughs> um, it would come out sort of partially sandy and partially nubbly. Oh, this sounds good now. And it, it's very, very good. But it doesn't have like big chunks of like like pebbly nubbles. It's it's finer than that. Where whereas I think of first really understanding crumble when I was doing one of those like uh you know coming of age like backpacking trips around Europe with a Eurail pass. Yeah, most of my coming of age memories involve fruit desserts also. <laughs> anyway, my cousin Katie and I got Eurail passes the summer after high school and we went and traveled around together for like 3 weeks. And in retrospect, like we were both such like tiny Katie's like 410. Uh-huh. And large chested. Okay. And like this little blonde. And anyway, needless to say, with my red hair and her looking like that, we drew a lot of attention sure. in in Italy and places like that. I kind of can't believe we were allowed to go. But you mean by your parents? Yeah. Or, or by the Italian government? But I think I think it's great that we were. And in London, mm-hmm. we had some crumbles, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember they were better than anything I had ever had in the States that was called a crumble. They had this like wonderful topping that was like a true streusel. Oh. Whereas I feel like crumbles in the States are very often kind of the same as crisps. Okay, a couple a, of a things. A streusel topping I think of as having these discreet, <laughs> gravelly, pebbly nubs and and not having oats. Discreet nubs. Now, is it possible that you were having even better crisps and crumbles in Italy, but you just didn't notice because you were being sexually harassed all the time? No. Okay. Uh, I think now of the British as doing the best crumbles. I 
and think, I've yeah, and I've had like at like at British restaurants in France, like like a British tea place or something. I have had crumbles there. Which wait, the I'm French sorry, call, did you just say British restaurants in France? Yeah, like wait, is that a thing? Well, like British owned restaurants, like um, Rose Bakery, I believe, is owned by a British woman. Wait, that's or in, maybe an American. That's in France. Yes, Rose Bakery. It's called. What Rose am Bakery. I thinking of? There's another Rose Bakery as well that is maybe in London. But what's the, there's something with Rose in the name that's like a famous English restaurant, right? No, no, I'm thinking know. of Rose Gray. Oh, this is going to drive me insane. Oh, we, that's River Cafe. River Cafe. Yes, Thank Ruth you. Rogers and Rose Gray. Okay. Yeah, we're the owners of River Cafe. Rest in peace, Rose Gray. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I used to go to this tea place in in France when I lived there as a student. It was called, uh, the translation was like the, the mouse in the teapot. Oh, nice. It was in the Marais. And I would go there and I would get some tea. And then they would have these monstrous, huge... American and British style desserts like you didn't find anywhere else, like a towering lemon meringue pie. Like a big ass cinnamon roll? Uh, I don't know if they've read cinnamon rolls, but they, they definitely had, they had layer cakes, they had crumbles, they had uh, pies. It was just very rare to find a fruit pie in, in, France. in France. Yeah. So I would either order this lemon meringue pie or I would order a crumble, which they pronounce with their adorable French accent. Crumble? Crumble. Ah, crum- I'll have crumble. The, uh, je prends le crumble. <laughs> um, anyway, and yeah, and it, it reminded me of these crumbles that I had had in London with my cousin when I was 18. And I got to say, I think... I think like British people do crumbles best. Oh yeah, we we all horny for those London crumbles. <laughs> Can we go back to what you what you how you define streusel cuz yeah. that's a word like I feel like I know it when I see it or like have it in my mouth yeah. but I couldn't really define it. I mean, uh, so I actually in preparing for today's episode, I got out a whole bunch of cookbooks, mostly British baking books like um oh like God. the Struzel Twins. What is it called like Sweet um, Sweet and Low or something by by Dan Lepard. Okay. Um, oh right. I looked at the the Rose Bakery cookbook Breakfast Lunch Tea. Uh, maybe maybe the Rose ba- I can't remember whether the owner of Rose Bakery is British or American. I apologize. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I also got out uh, like my Dory Greenspan cookbooks and stuff. Um, but anyway, you're, you're I, finding I Dory. also looked in Louisa Weiss's book, Classic German Baking, mm-hmm. because what I came to discover is that a crumble topping is basically a streusel. And that means flour, sugar. Uh, in the UK, they often use super fine sugar. Uh-huh. Caster sugar? Uh, yes, caster sugar. Uh, flour, sugar, butter, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. I, I mean, the I think salt? that's I salt? think that's the basics. Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of the basics. And the idea is that you're rubbing the cold butter into the dry ingredients so that you get nubs. It's yes. not going to be as fine as like when you're rubbing, <laughs> just rubbing other stuff. <laughs> you're gonna this is you're gonna rub it to the point where it starts to become almost a dough that you can like squeeze into clumps. God, I wish we could have a, a compilation, like I'm, a super cut of all of the hand gestures that have happened on this show. There's so <laughs> like, much <laughs> milking, yes, and kneading. yes. It's like it's like you're milking a cow, but that yeah, you have to go in with two hands and just kind of like rub it across your fingers. Well, and you know when you're rubbing butter into a flour mixture for biscuits, yeah, right. You don't want to rub it to the point where it turns into a dough, right? You want to keep the 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 butter in discreet little like flakes. Oh, and I nubs. always keep it discreet with butter. <laughs> 
Anyway, with a crumble or a streusel, I think of you massaging it until you wind up with something that truly sticks together in clumps. That's almost more like a like a really lumpy dough. I think in recipes, this is often described as a coarse meal. Yes. Well, maybe. what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't it's know. like you know, nubble sized. Like nubble sized. But I think of a coarse meal as looking more like a coarse cornmeal. Um I don't I never know what they mean by meal. Still like sandwich. Maybe like a pea meal. I don't know okay. what that is. Anyway, so that's my memory lane. Um, okay, that was we can come back extensive. to the, the definitions uh, okay. later. Yeah. My memory lane, I also remember uh, my mother making apple crisp. Uh, I don't remember what was in it. Um, I don't think I had any fruit desserts in, I, I mean, I probably had a fruit dessert in Europe at some point, but I don't remember it. I can't, I, I actually cannot believe that you, number one, have not made fun of me for the number of times I've mentioned France in this episode. And number two, I kept wanting I, to jump in on other things. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. I'll stop interrupting you. No, no, it's okay. So, okay. So, um, and then... Uh, A few years ago, like, I don't know, the mid-2000s, I made my first rhubarb crumble, and I was sold. And so how do you understand the difference between a crumble and a crisp? Okay, I think the the words are largely used interchangeably, Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes people will say a crisp has oats and a crumble doesn't. I think I've heard that, too. I've I've heard that, too. Um, I tend to think of a a crisp as not necessarily having uh, quite, uh, like, these big lumps in it. Like a crumble, I expect big lumps of topping. Oh. Like a real, like, like, um... So if you got, if you ordered a crumble and you got something resembling a coarse meal, you might ask for your money back. No, no, I would definitely eat it. Okay. But so, yeah, I I had a really hard time choosing which recipe to make today. Yeah, so what did you come up with? It looks good. I I can't believe I've been sitting next to this dessert this long without eating it. I feel like I'm no longer myself. I feel like a different person. From here on out, the show is going to be hosted by Molly and Abstemious Matthew. What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, like, you know, capable of abstaining or like, you know, uh, doesn't indulge. The opposite of indulgent, I think. Wow, I think that this show is is going to end. I think I well, no, I think this show is going to turn into an SAT prep show. Perfect. <laughs> Where Great. like one of us says a word and the other one is like, "Well, I don't know what that means." And then everyone learns a lesson. Oats are to crisps. Uh, yeah, exactly. As what is to crumble? Nothingness. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Void. But anyway, so the so I first was going to make Dan Lepard's like basic crumble. Let me stop you there. The reason I know the the name Dan Lepard, which I I know he's a famous baker of some sort, English, British, British, um, is that he once uh, back when I was uh, a forum host on egullet.org, yes! um, which you participated in also. Uh, at one point, there was a Q&A with Dan Lepard, and I remember um, site creator, uh, the late Stephen Shaw, um, saying that he was uh, excited for this Q&A with Dan Lepard, but he was really, really upset because at first he thought it was going to be a Q&A with Def Leppard. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Which I would love to have a Q&A with Def Leppard. Me too. Me too. I love Def Where Leppard are they so now? much. I think they're still plugging along. Cool. I think at one point they were forced to re-record one of their albums because like they lost the rights to it or something. Really? Yeah. I don't remember the details, but I think this happened. Oh, gosh. That sounds really sad. upsetting. Yeah. I feel sad for that. But I don't know. Maybe they had fun with it. Maybe. 
Anyway, so... What if we had to re-record an old Spilled Milk episode? Like, if our archive was destroyed and we had to, uh, you know, somehow recall the goodness of the Apple episode or something and do it again so, from um, a script? So, in deciding on today's <laughs> recipe, I was going to make, like, a basic crumble topping that Dan Lepard has in his book. And then he says you can use it on any whatever. Anything. anything. Literally anything. You could put it on top of cakes. You could, uh, you know, put it on top of fruit, etc. And then I went and compared it to Louisa Weiss's streusel. You know, very similar, same basic ingredients, reasonably similar proportions. The one thing I did take away, I didn't wind up making Dan Lepard's, but the one thing I did take from it is that he adds a splash of either whole milk or double cream. Oh, interesting. Um, and I did wind up doing that. To make a long story short, I, after doing a whole bunch of Googling and sort of failing to really find one that demanded I make it... I remembered that like 10 years ago on my blog, oh. I made a rhubarb crumble. I mean, we are really talking. I, I think we, we may be talking more like 12 years ago. Okay. What are you doing? I'm trying to adjust the volume on my headphones, but, but it's But you're adjusting not... the volume on mine. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why I wasn't doing anything. I'm, I'm just, I I'm, was like, I'm gaslighting you. I was you. like, where is my voice going? Because it's not in my ears anymore. But doesn't it look like this cable is pointing toward but me? But now I'm a little too loud. I'm going to make Sorry. myself deaf. Okay, that's better. Yeah, okay. that, oh, that's better. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, oh. Further? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. So right, so so you so you read uh, you found Louisa Weiss's recipe. Okay, and you bring me up to date on this because I got lost partway through because I started <laughs> fucking with my headphones and got confused. So then I went and looked around on Epicurious. I knew I wanted to do a plain rhubarb crumble, no strawberry or anything like that. So then I finally remembered that I had made one and written about it in like 2005. Oh right, right. You ended up. it, yeah. it turned out like the perfect one for you was yourself. I think. But the weird thing is, is that I think I was kind of like anti butter when I first started the. Like, really? You know, uh, it was there was, that was a, food a long trend time ago. then. Like, oil was supposed to be better for you than butter. You were whatever. much younger. When I was that, so much when younger. That started, <laughs> but anyway. So I had this rhubarb crumble recipe on my blog. It uses oil instead of butter. That seems odd. I did not make it, but I did. <laughs> hold on. Okay. Okay. I did make that crumble. <laughs> Except not with oil. And okay. I added, so I used butter instead, and I added a splash of milk as I was mixing up the crumble topping. So what is weird about this is it, it's got oats in it. And so is that, did okay. I actually make a crisp after all that? Did I'm I just say make a yes. crisp So wait, instead? what was wrong with, with Dan Lepard's crumble topping? Well, it, it, it used stuff that I didn't have. Oh, it like, used super fine sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, yeah. And I just was, Ground lamb. And, I, and it was going to require me to look up in a separate place how much sugar I wanted to put in the rhubarb, et cetera. Oh, uh, okay. Because it was just a crumble top. Oh, like one of these professional recipes. Yes. And so I wound up deciding to just go with one that I had made before, albeit like 12 years ago. And I don't really remember how good this is. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you'd if you'd like gone to all the trouble of, of jumping into that Dan Lepard recipe, that really would have been bringing on the heartache. Wait, or was it bringing on the heartbreak? God damn it. <laughs> it's a Def Leppard <laughs> song. Bringing on the, the heart heartbreak. Uh, is it ache? I think it's I think it's ache. Okay, wait, <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to look this up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
pulling up the recipe I wrote for myself oh, wow. on a paper towel. Oh, oh okay. I, we I, need a picture of this. I made this at Delancey this morning while I was waiting for a Comcast installation guy. So basically, um, yeah, this is a, a rhubarb crumble. The The topping is one cup flour, three quarter cup brown sugar, half cup oats. And I used like... I think I used closer to seven t- tablespoons of butter than six. Did you ask the Comcast guy what his favorite and a splash of milk crumble recipe is? No. And then I squeezed that all together, rubbed the butter in. I added a splash of milk until it really came together in these like good looking like nubbly bits. And How many com- it, times can we say nub on this? Then episode? I put it in the fridge. And then I cut up my rhubarb and put some sugar and flour on it and a little bit of cinnamon and orange zest. Can we please eat some? Yes! This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. You know, I think that all of us are here listening to Spilled Milk because we're kind of interested in food. I mean, right? Sort of. I'm interested in two things, food and the facts. (laughs) Great. Okay. Well, Matthew and I recently had a lot of fun watching the Great Courses Plus series on food, a cultural culinary history. And right now, as one of our listeners, you can start watching it too, or any of the Great Courses Plus lectures for free. Matthew, it's your turn. (laughs) Okay. Here's some some things I learned from food, a cultural culinary history. Uh, Did you know the first restaurant culture was in Japan? Really? Not France. My voice almost cracked. It said right right there, not France. Okay, I added (laughs) that. And did you know that the word dinner comes from a Latin word that literally means breakfast? Oh, my God. I love language. In ancient Rome, that's where they invented breakfast for dinner? I think so. Yeah, that was a strong, strong choice. Calling out those aqueduct-powered waffle irons and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Aqueduct-powered Okay, but seriously, folks, <laughs> the Great Courses Plus, they have thousands and thousands of courses on all topics you can possibly imagine. You can watch every single one of them during your free trial. Well, okay, there's so many you can't even watch them all during the free trial, but you can get a one-month free trial by going to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. You will sign up now. You will get your free month. You will watch courses until you literally go insane. I would also add that you can watch them from anywhere. You can stream from any device or download them and watch them offline. Yeah, if you have like an aqueduct-powered iPad, you can watch it on that. Anyway, just go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. They probably got Roman history. (laughs) I hope it's good. Oh, it's got a nice crunch as Ooh. you as you dip the Oh, I feel like it should have more fruit. See, this is this is always the problem with crumbles and crisps. I feel like it's really rare to get one where the ratio of fruit to topping is correct. It's a little topping heavy, but it's certainly good. I think it definitely needs something creamy to be served with it. You, know? you want me to whip some cream? No. <laughs> that seems too complicated. No, that would be going the full Dan Lepard. Bring it home the bleep blop. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bringing home or bringing it's, on? It's or? bringing home the bleep blop. That's actually correct. <laughs> that was when they re-recorded it and couldn't remember what it was the first time around. <laughs> like, bring it on the bleep. Love burns. Love crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some caster sugar on me when you need more love. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> photo mat. <laughs> I won't chop at your photo mat. Um, do we know any other Def Leppard songs, or is that it? <laughs> Could this be less sweet, or do you think it's just right? Could this be less sweet as a Bob Marley song? <laughs> um, no, I think it's good. <laughs> that was the first Bob Marley song I ever liked. <laughs> could this be loved? Wait, was it? Could you be loved? Could, could you be loved? <laughs> we don't know any songs. We think we do, but I think we've done karaoke too many times, and by having the words up there, we've forgotten all the words. And be loved. <laughs> I think it's good. Okay, cool. I think it'd be better with with like cream. Did you thicken the rhubarb with something? Yeah, uh, flour. Mm-hmm. Flour. I think it could actually be a little less thick. Um, yeah, I do too. I think it. I think cream would be good, but I'm very happy with this. Also, I was quite hungry. You know what I would put on here? It's just a splash of cold cream. I wouldn't whip it. We certainly could do that. Oh, get it. It's so rich. That's the thing. Crumble toppings, I think, I don't know. They've got like um, a shortbread quality to them. Do you know what I mean? I'm just talking to myself right now because Matthew's gone into the other room to get, oh my God, you're putting the cream in a pitcher? Whoa, dude. Classing it up. You know what I was doing to the cream? I'm a getting it. <laughs> really getting it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I oh, think, yeah. I was this looks say, good. I was going to say, I think of a, a crumble as being more buttery, almost like a sh- like a, a shortbread. Do you know what I mean? But a shortbread has like a biscuit, right? Well, yeah. No, I that's mean, a I... shortcake. What's a short? Wait, what no, am I thinking of? I'm thinking of? of like shortbread cookies. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm at war with myself. This is rich. Mm-hmm. This is rich. This is great. Cool. Okay, so. Let's talk more. So clearly we, we still haven't defined anything. Haven't defined anything. I'm pretty sure that our listeners are going to know more about this than we do, as usual. Uh-huh. And they will certainly know more song lyrics than we do. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, man. How did you feel about Skid Row? Oh, I at the time, I loved them. And I um, my college band, uh, our, at our final show, we played a, a set of all covers, including 18 in Life. Oh, my God. Oh, um, my God. Ricky was a young boy. He had, had a, a heart, heart of stone. stone. He had <laughs> a heart of scone, actually. Uh, live nine to five. No. And, and yep, worked his fingers to the bone. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Uh, we also, oh, at the same show. I can also show, do mm-hmm. Youth Gone Wild. Um, we we've, are we've, the Youth Gone Wild. Nobody knows that part. What about, um, what about, um. Oh God! What was the power ballad where he rhymes "kiss" with oh, "kiss"? Um, uh, walking in the sand. I remember you. I re- oh God, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I think I actually cried once as like a, a preteen listening to that song. I hope so. Yeah. Um, um, I also had such a major crush on Sebastian Bach. He was a beautiful man. Which I think I think <laughs> and that it is for- no longer. <laughs> I think it for foreshadowed my uh, attraction to androgyny mm-hmm. because he truly was a pretty man. But. Like I don't, I, I don't even know if I would I would call that androgynous exactly. Oh my god! Well, mm. I mean, he he looked like a pretty lady. He did. He did. <laughs> but he did. He looked like a pretty lady. Yeah. 
Um, he looked like a pretty lady wearing a lot of leather and with yes. some chest hair. Just a little bit of okay, chest hair. Okay, yeah, all right. Anyway, um, Skid Row was great. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you sold me. Um, I, think so- that, I think that liking Sebastian Bach's looks in the 80s was definitely like the about the queerest thing you could do. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to put that out there. I think probably we have some listeners who would disagree with that. <laughs> anyway. But for you. But no one can take it, no one can take it away from you. Um, and to think it took me all this time to figure it out. We also covered um, uh, Runaway Train uh, oh, by God. Um, uh, Dave, Soul Dave Asylum. Perner. Yep. Yeah. And uh, uh, Never Say Goodbye, Bon Jovi. <gasps> Never say goodbye. Never say goodbye. You, you and me and my old friends. Hope and it would never end. I was trying to in Say all, yeah. goodbye. Never say goodbye. <laughs> Abby, cut all of this. Holding this is unusable. On, we've got to try. <laughs> Holding on to never say goodbye. 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 Oh, you went off key at the end there. No, no, I I did not. (laughs) No, it goes up at the... Yeah, all right. To never say... Uh, Ah, it does not do that. It does do that (laughs) at least once. Okay, if only there was some way to... If only the song had been recorded onto some sort of magnetic medium so that we could go back and and, uh, answer this question, but it's not possible. Okay. Oh, Um, God, what are we doing here? Okay. (laughs) Okay, Um, so let's talk about some classic... Classic, <laughs> classic rock. Okay, let's talk about that. Classic crisps and crumbles. So I feel like apple for sure the most, <laughs> the, the most classic. Now I'm turning down my headphones because I'm afraid you're going to start singing again. Um, yes, I think apple is the most classic crisp. I mean, no one do people. Yeah, I guess there's apple, apple crumble, crumble, but yeah. apple crisp sounds more. Clumbed opum. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think blueberry crisp is really good. Oh, I've never heard of it. Here's okay. Well, here's what my wife Lori said to me before, before, uh, <laughs> just before recording this episode. <laughs> Actually, yesterday, uh, she said that uh, she thinks like the the role of of uh, apple crisp in particular, but like fruit crisps and crumbles in general. When she was growing up, was like her mom had six kids. She was never going to make a pie, but. You know, she could throw some some sliced apples in a pan and put some stuff on top, and it would be a homemade fruit dessert, and that you know everyone was going to like it, and she didn't have to make a pie. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. Um, and but it and, is kind of like the lazy person's pie. Yes, you're definitely calling my mother-in-law lazy, and yes, she listens to the show. I think. Oh, so. oh. Um, you may you may want to like oh. up your your security detail. Okay, okay. Because um, well, well, my then, mother-in-law is completely mobbed up. Then there are, but then there are, like, pies with crumble toppings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you going to break into song? There must be some sort of song where we could distort the words to have it be something about pies with pies crumble toppings. Pies on film. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, she, I mean, she's my cherry pie. Uh, w- yeah. Give me an example of a pie with a crumble topping, because I was starting to yes and you, and then I realized I'm not sure, oh, actually, if so, I know what you mean. So Brandy Henderson at the pantry here in Seattle mm-hmm. is uh, an expert pie maker, mm-hmm. and she makes an incredible raspberry pie Ooh. that has a you know a bottom crust, and then it's got like a streusel topping. Okay, that sounds great. So mm-hmm. like a bottom pie crust, but then a streusel topping? Yeah. Wow, that sounds adventurous. It's so good. You've never had this? 
I know that I've seen apple pies that had like streusel yeah. tops. I I don't know if I have, but it sounds good. Uh, yeah. That's that's for the overachieving uh Yeah, person. it sounds like a lot of work. Like I think once I made the pie crust, I'm not going to make another kind of crust or topping. Yeah. I mean, I mean screw Brandy up. Brandy Henderson is is a seasoned professional. Brandy Henderson, well she teaches a class called How to Be a Pie She's Ninja. like the she's like the Dan Leopard of Seattle. She's, she's like the Def Leopard of Seattle. She is the Def Leopard of Seattle. Who is the Def Leppard of Seattle? Like Alice in Chains? Uh, uh, do, do you mean like a like a, a personality? Heart? Heart or do you mean Leopard a band? Is, I'm not sure what I mean. Interpret the question. I mean, this is this is a serious interview show. So yeah. interpret the question, you know, Who however you want. Who is the Def Leppard of Seattle? Uh-huh. You know what? Um, um, Dave Matthews? No. No. Hey, what happened to Pretty Girls Make Graves? I'm not sure. Um, they were fun. Yeah. I... I'm going to say either they broke up or they're still around. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, I mean, they're probably hanging out with Def Leppard as we speak. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Full Pull Wines. Full Pull Wines has been sharing the stories of boutique Northwest wines since 2009 and offering those wines to members of their mailing list. They've got a warehouse and a tasting room here in Seattle. We need to get them to invite us down to their warehouse and tasting room. I have been there yet. Well, I mean, I I will email the guy, we'll go to the warehouse and tasting room, and then we'll come back and tell you what we tasted and how you can too. Cool. Well, in the meantime, I hear that some uh, recent offers include Leon. Nettie Cabernet, small production rosés, ding, 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 and a sparkling wine made exclusively for list members. So for more information and to get on their mailing list, go to fullpolewines.com. You wrote on this agenda, and I quote, can you crumble anything you would pie? <laughs> Question mark. How do you decide? Well, I Question think the mark. answer is yes. You know, you can make a, a, I think sour cherries and apples are like the most classic pie ingredients. So you could certainly make a crumble from either of those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like really far and away, I would be willing to put it out there that 75 to 85% of crisps and crumbles are apple. Really? I, I'm, 70- gonna, I'm willing to put that out there. <laughs> 75 to 85% of all crisps and crumbles being made right now are apple. I think we're going to have to wait until the 2020 census to find out for sure, <laughs> but we'll check back in on this. Okay. Hey, do we have anything else to say? Um, do we have anything else to sing? I don't think so. You can find us online at spilldogpodcast.com, uh, where we will post, uh, we will embed like 15 Def Leppard videos. <laughs> And nothing else. I don't know. We'll link to. I'll also write up this this crumble recipe. Um, although wait, I, I think it w- it's not quite per- perfect. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. You said you did not make the one from your old blog post. I did make the one from my old blog post, but I changed it slightly by using butter instead of oil. I added salt to it, and. But we could still uh, link to your old blog post, right? Yeah, but God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> What, what what did you say? Do you remember anything? Oh, a whole bunch of a whole lot of alliteration. Oh. I mean, so much alliteration. You're not even going to be able to. I'm I'm still fine with it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook Facebook <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Uh, and uh, we would we would like to know like what uh, what do you crumble? We never got to the point where we def- started defining other fruit desserts, and I guess we never will. No, no. But I would like to do a whole grunt episode. Let's do a whole a grunt whole slump episode. episode. But neither of these Buckle, things will about will be about fruit, fruit desserts. Will no. just be a lot of grunting and uh, slumping. Uh, uh, this is our grunt episode. Uh, 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 
Oh wow! This is fun. It is fun. I, grunting. Grunt, we should. We should I'll all punch you in the stomach a few times. That'll make you grunt. Okay, go for it right now. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, you know, like four grunts. Um, <laughs> yeah, leave four a- grunts. I wish they had finally defined. Crisp or crumble. <laughs> five, five grunts, but I really would like to hear Matthew get punched in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, and until uh, next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We're about to turn down your earphones to nothing. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. This is the saddest morning we've ever had. I feel like Alice's face. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.